take the risk. But of course, that that needs to be really well calculated because you know you don't want to take risks just to take risks. You want to you want to be re really clear that this seems like it makes sense. You've thought about it from different angles. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I have my most amazing guest, Alicia, Alicia, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. So I, I've been in uh, software development actually for a long time, over 20 years. And I was a manager, an entrepreneur, and I got into coaching about just over two years ago. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've really been focused on productivity coaching. So helping uh, business owners with time management, productivity, systematizing things in the business, things like that. Nice. So why is systemizing and productization? What, why was that kind of your mojo? Well, kind of with, uh, with time as I was working with clients, I really discovered that really being super focused is kind of my superpower. So just knowing what the right thing is to focus on at the right time and avoiding distractions, being able to prioritize, things like that just really come naturally to me. So uh, that's how I landed on that. I love it. So what do you find people, where do they make the most mistakes? How come more people aren't more productive? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So um, a common thing is that people are trying to be more productive by doing more. And truth is that they need to really trim down and decide what are the things they're not going to do and what are the few things that they need to focus on in order to get the results that they want to get. I love it. So let's break this down a little bit. When you're working with somebody, what kind of things are, are we looking at in a day? Because I know a lot of people think that, well, everything I do is important. <laughs> It's not right, <laughs> right, and and so uh, one one common way of of splitting up the different things that people work on is what's called the Eisenhower matrix, which is uh, about how there are there are tasks that are more urgent and tasks that are more important, and those are two different things. So you kind of have four quadrants, with one being uh, tasks that are important and urgent. Uh, another is tasks that are important but not urgent tasks that are not important and not urgent and tasks that are urgent, but not important. So a lot of, a lot of time uh, in, you know, in a common case, not the worst, but not ideal, people are spending a lot of time on urgent and important tasks. So that could be things like uh, working with clients or customers, uh, uh, managing ongoing operations, uh, dealing with problems that come up, putting out fires, so these are things that are important and also urgent. And then what happens is that some of the things that are important but are not urgent get put off. And that's really what can hold uh, businesses back from being able to grow, to scale, and, and to sometimes get out of a mode where they're putting out a lot of fires 
instead of solving uh, problems at the root. Nice. So what are some examples of problems that are important but not urgent? Yeah, so thing, things that are important but not urgent, it could be uh, hiring hiring the, the right person, uh, figuring out of all of those jobs for you that are, that are the alligators that are attacking. <laughs> right, right. But it's, you know, just, just saying, oh, I'm going to hire someone is usually not enough. The person needs to get really clear on what exactly they need, what skill set the person they want to hire should have, uh, what, what are their requirements. And I also find that another common problem people have is they, they, they don't always realize it, but they kind of set low standards for the people that they hire. So they end up hiring someone and it's not exactly what they need. And maybe they need to spend a lot of time kind of watching over their shoulder, making sure they're doing the right thing, as opposed to having someone they could just trust to really uh, just do this, handle this entire responsibility that, that they need. I, I love it. And I <laughs> couldn't agree more. Uh, I find a lot of people go, I just need to hire a VA. And meanwhile, they're looking at somebody to do a really technical job. <laughs> like they're right. yeah. running their tech software. And it's like, no, actually, that's not who you need. So now, obviously, working with you, they would be able to get some uh, insight on kind of what tasks need what kind of people. And right. is it, um, we've had these conversations a lot in the last little while is a lot of people think that they base their decisions on how much money they have in the bank right now, as opposed mm. to how to get the job done. So how do mm. you help people get over that mindset? The mindset of, of being able to invest uh, towards your future. Yeah, well, yeah. And in, in quality people that know it, because oftentimes they'll think, oh, well, I, I just need somebody to run my company for me. <laughs> it's like, well, no, you don't need a CEO yet. Um, right, there's right, this right. middle ground and um, being able to kind of hire somebody that's competent and capable without breaking the bank, so to speak. Um, but I think they still, their mindset's not in the right place for, right. for being able to hire quality people in the right position. So how do you help them find those quality people in the right yeah. position at the right yeah. kind of phase in their business? Yeah, well, so so as I already said, I think it's it starts first of all with getting clear on what you need at this stage and what are the what are the bottlenecks that are holding you back from from getting to to the next level you want to get to. And then as you said, uh, sometimes you can't really uh, solve the problem in, within the constraints of your current situation. So let's say you know you're you're making a certain amount uh, per year and you don't really have a budget to bring in uh, a person that would help you that you need. So you, you sometimes a person like that needs to make a decision that they're going to take uh, something of a risk. They're going to, you know, go into the red for a few months or, or, you know, uh, have a little bit less income that they're able to take out and, and, and take the risk. But of course that, that needs to be really well calculated because you know you don't want to take risks just to take risks. You want to you want to be re really clear that this seems like it makes sense. You've thought about it from different angles, and it seems like the best option. And truth is, some people are less comfortable with that, and they really they really want to just grow slowly. Like I have some clients that actually said, "I don't want to grow my business quickly. I want to grow it slowly. I want to 
uh, have every person that, that comes in fit in culturally and really, really know that, that we're doing it right and we're not rushing ahead. And that's, a, that's an approach that could work too. It really does depend on kind of the specific situation and dynamics of the specific business. Awesome. So when you're working with somebody, what does it look like? How do you, how do you structure your, your client relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, most common structure is a weekly, uh, session where we, uh, talk about what, what, uh, what the person is working on and the outline of the whole process is first we talk, we talk about, um, uh, goals, setting their goals, and then about having a plan that'll help them reach the goals. And then it's about prioritizing the activities that are, are part of the plan that are critical pieces. Then we translate that into schedule. So how, how will that fit in? What, you know, what, what days are they gonna do things? What do the calendar look like? Uh, what are the commitments? And what, are, and what are the habits? Habits is also important. So building up habits that really support their goals. And then after all that is in place and they have their routine, they have good habits, and then it's time to talk about systematizing things, hiring, delegating, and things like that. Love it. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories of one of your clients. Okay. Uh, so... So one client that I was working with, uh, actually not even for very long, just a couple of months, uh, uh, he, he came and he was really feeling disorganized. He had several businesses he was running uh, and he, he also had other personal goals. He wanted to be in really good physical shape. He wanted to meditate because one of his businesses was a meditation business and he wanted to meditate regularly. He wanted to be going to the gym regularly and he really needed to be able to manage. He had several businesses. So he had a, a marketing agency and he had a meditation business and he had a cryptocurrency business and he was managing all of these things. So he really needed to get organized and be able to, to have all of that uh, have a, have a really clear schedule for what he was doing when, because he had a lot of things that he wanted to do. So the first thing I really tried to do was see if we could cut out any of the things and turned out he was not willing to let go of any of, of those uh, uh, businesses or goals or activities. He really just wanted it all. So what we did was we just took it one, one step at a time. So we started with uh, 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 exercise routines for going to the gym, for running. He put that in place. And then uh, after a few more weeks, we, we put in regular scheduled meetings for each of his businesses, for the key employees. And he, he, he got that organized. Then he started meditating. And, and then by the end, he was already setting up some of the employees to, to run those different businesses for him. So he had to be less involved in the day-to-day -day operations of, of, and he could focus on what he wanted to focus on. And another thing that was surprising for him, but I think was really helpful, was that we actually kept a lot of open spaces in his schedule for him to just have free time because he was a kind of person that doesn't like to have a super rigid schedule. He needs to have this kind of freedom and flexibility and having those few hours a day where he didn't have anything scheduled helped him to then be able to really be consistent with the, the things that he did schedule. So he could uh, uh, really 
and and within two months, really, he he's just totally transformed. Everything was organized. Everything was the way he wanted, and he was super happy. Wow, that is an ambitious schedule. <laughs> the best of time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Love yeah. to hear that. So, what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be experiencing there, and like, oh, Alicia, I need you so badly. Yeah. So, so typical typical stumbling blocks. Uh, one is. Uh, so the person's their whole day is full of really these um, uh, urgent tasks, urgent and important generally tasks, and they have some goal that they want to accomplish that they know is is what's going to help them grow, but they never find time and they just keep putting it off. So you know, maybe it's it's uh, for example one client uh, uh, she she's a coach and she wanted to put together a course and she'd been putting it off for years. And she was actually helping other clients put together their courses, but she didn't have her own course. So, so she wanted to focus on, you know, really getting that thing done. And some other clients, like they want to, to take a course or to study, you get a, get a degree. So it's kind of this side path of something that they want to accomplish, but they don't really find time and they put it off. So that's a pretty common uh, challenge that people uh, want help with? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. So I'm sure some of our listeners are experiencing that right now. And I know they're going to want more from you. So how do they start their journey with you? Yeah. Uh, so I think easiest way is uh, they could go to my website, which is clearlycoached.com. And from there, uh, there's there's some resources they can download. Uh, they can take an assessment to see what their current situation is and what they really need uh, help with. And and then from there, we would at some point schedule a call to discuss how I could help them. Love it. So so important to understand where you're at because a lot of people are like, but I just have alligators biting me all day long. It's like. Yeah, and you created those alligators <laughs> and the yeah. lack of fences going on. Uh, so that's awesome to be able to just kind of take a breather and, and figure out where you're at and be able to have you there to, to work with them to be able to ease that up. So that's awesome. Alicia, you've been awesome. I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh, that, that was a really long journey for me. So I... I... I started entrepreneurship maybe about 12 years ago. And I was for a really long time, I was a, a full-time employee and was constantly trying to start one or idea or another on the side. And I struggled for many years till I could actually uh, get a business that was, uh, that was profitable and, and that could replace uh, income from my job. I love it. So was, was the, was the goal the income replacement or was there something else feeding that desire? Yeah. So, so most recently, like I said, just over two years ago, I became a coach and I'm, I'm really passionate about coaching and, and helping people. And I think that also really helped me to uh, be able to, to uh, make the business more, more uh, sustainable. Absolutely. I think we all, anybody that's ever had a, a side gig, knows that unless your heart's absolutely in it by the end of the day you're like oh this sucks <laughs> I don't want to do <laughs> you gotta be like yes i get to go and do this it's awesome fabulous and i have to ask you is there anything in your entrepreneurial journey where you kind of consider it a, a foible or a screw up 
but you can look back and laugh at it now. Um, well, I, I would say no, meaning I, I had so many, it, it wasn't like one big screw up. It was just a constant stream for years of many, many screw ups. But now I'm, I'm able to look back at that and see that it was a growing process. And for some people, it just takes a, a lot of time to, to learn some, some critical lessons. Absolutely. One day we'll be able to laugh at those. <laughs> oh, that's what I did. I get it. Awesome. Alexia, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. Any last words for our peeps? Uh, no, th thank you very much. It's, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe for the to the show. And if you're looking to scale and automate your business, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.